The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, my name is Carla Hayes, and I am the convention chairperson of the American Association of Blind Teachers. And today we're going to learn all about Hadley. So as they say on the airline, if you are not here to learn about Hadley, you need to deplane at this time and find out which way you are going, right? So um, before we go any further, we need to, um, some of you have signed up for CEUs for this particular thing. So I'm going to turn this over um, to, who do we have that's going to give our CEU codes today? I am your host. This is Travis. And okay, so Travis, if you could give us the CEUs so that these nice people can get their credit. I will. It is a five-digit code. This is the beginning CEU, and I will repeat. I will say it twice and only twice, and I will have a separate set of code. I will have a separate code at the very end of the call. So, I will repeat this code twice: zero six five zero six. I'll wait a moment in case someone's scrambling for something to write with. Okay, here it is: zero six five zero six. Thank you. Back to you, Carla. Thank you very much. And uh, before we get this thing completely underway, I want to remind you that this is um, being sponsored by the American Association of Blind Teachers, AABT. And um, we are an organization, uh, and of course, an affiliate of the ACB, but we are made up of, of teachers and of students of education and people that are interested in, in um, promoting education and, of course, our retired teachers. And we're an organization that has a lot of class. So, so I just want you to know that um, if you would like to join our organization and you are an active teacher, the dues are $25 annually. And if you are a retired teacher, it would be $20. And if you are a student in college who is studying education, the dues are 10 And our treasurer is Donna Brown. I don't know. Donna, are you here today? She is here. So she's ready to take money. And we promise we won't go off to Mexico and take a, cr a cruise or a vacation on your money. Um, it will go to um, our great organization. So without any further ado here, I'm going to present our presenter. Over the years, the Hadley School for the Blind has offered courses. They've had high school courses. You could take algebra one, two, three. You could take languages and, and different things. And it was a correspondence school. But it has evolved into something completely different. There have been a lot of changes in the model and the programs that they offer. And we are going to hear from Mr. Mark Arneson. And I just want to say he is a fantastic speaker and presenter. He gave a presentation for the Tech Talk program, Accessible World. And I, I was really impressed at when he gave his um, presentation. I learned a lot then. And 
and I'm sure we're going to learn a lot now. He is the director, I believe, of community, and I'm going to let him introduce himself and and talk to us about what is new at Hadley and what's going on. So let's give him a welcome, please. Thank you. Thank you, Carla. I'm going to stand up if you guys don't mind. I have a lot of energy and I need to get it out. <laughs> so I'm going to walk a little bit. Um, I don't know if I can keep up with your jokes, though, Carla. I'm not as funny as you. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for uh, for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Fair warning. I always kind of give this fair warning. Um, once I get started talking about Hadley, it's hard for me to stop talking about Hadley. So if we run out of time, you guys stop leaving or start leaving. I might just keep talking, but um, but I do want to make sure I answer any questions that anybody has um, and share about all the stuff we're doing here at Hadley. I am curious, though, um, before I kind of dive into things I'm sharing for the folks that are in the room here, I'm curious how many are familiar with Hadley just by maybe a show of hands. Okay. Good to know. And uh, again, a show of hands. Uh, are you familiar with some of the new things that we're doing with Hadley? Maybe in the last four or five years, Carla? Okay, that's great to know. It, we are, as Carla said, we're going through so many changes at Hadley. And um, and the cool thing about the changes we're going through is it's really been inspired by the folks that we're trying to serve here at Hadley. Um, maybe I can start, for those of you that don't know us, um, maybe I can start by just sharing a little bit about who we are and how we got started. I, I always jokingly share that representing Hadley, I'm, I'm probably one of the oldest people in the room. We've been around for 103 years. So anybody, anybody got me to be here? <laughs> no, it's funny because I, I did that. I do this joke every time I, I start a presentation. And uh, about a year ago, there was a, a young lady who was 103 years old in a group that I was sharing with. And I was only 102 at that time. So she had me beat. Um, but um, our, we're named after our founder, William Hadley. Bill Hadley, he um, he grew up in Winnick, Illinois, just north of here. So he was a Chicago native. He actually taught taught in the Chicago public schools. He was a teacher in the Chicago public schools. He um, he lost his sight pretty pretty quickly. He was um, he got sick actually, and it was is right around the time of the swine flu pandemics. And so there's some thought that maybe he gotten sick from the swine flu. Nobody really knows for certain, but it impacted his vision, where he went from being completely sighted. To totally blind over a weekend um, over a couple of days he lost all of his sight and he um he retired from teaching he decided to step away from teaching after that had happened but his his passion in life like the thing he loved more than anything was books and you know gosh what a change of lifestyle for him to lose the thing that he was most passionate about being able to read uh being able to enjoy the books that he he, he had he had this vast library and he was he was similar to Carla. He had he was multilingual. <laughs> he could read in Spanish and German and French and English, and and that's what he loved to do is just spend time in his library reading his books. And um, that was the one thing he decided he wasn't going to stop doing is reading. And so he wanted to learn Braille in order to do that. And uh, not a, not a lot of people. It wasn't were teaching Braille, I guess back then. He didn't he didn't have a lot of resources available to him, and so he taught himself, which I thought you know, is super impressive. Um, and he was determined, he was, um, you know, motivated, and he taught himself Braille. But he kind of developed this conviction that he didn't want anybody else to have to go through that. He wanted to be able to help anybody that wanted to learn Braille, he wanted to find a way if he could help them learn Braille. And um, I guess one night he was out on his neighbor's porch, who happened to be also be his ophthalmologist, his doctor, Dr. Brown. And they were, um, they were talking one night and they came up with this concept of Braille by mail. 
which I think is super catchy. <laughs> um, I guess he had a career in marketing if he wanted, didn't want to teach anymore. But he uh, he decided they, what they were going to do is develop curriculum, develop assignments, and mail them out to anybody in the country that wanted to learn Braille, just through the U.S. mail. And a woman in Kansas wanted to learn Braille. She raised her hand and wanted to give it a try. And and they sent her the assignments. They sent her the instructions. She completed them. They mailed. She mailed them back. They graded them, sent her the next one, and it took off from there. And uh, I had heard a statistic that at one point we had like 10,000 students learning Braille across the world. And so we became one of the largest educators of Braille worldwide. And, and we still teach Braille here at Hadley. It's a cornerstone of what we do. It's our history, and it's a foundation for what we do here at Hadley. And uh, we're doing it a little bit differently, and I'll share a little bit about that as I kind of talk about some of the stuff we're doing. Um, but that was us for years and years and years. We, um, as, Carl, as Carla mentioned, we, we kind of took on this name, Hadley School for the Blind. It became a little confusing for folks, the, the title that we had, um, because we had a lot of people wanting to come and, and enroll at Hadley and sit in our classrooms and you know, be bused to and from our school. And it's, just, it's never what we did here at Hadley. Everything has been from a distance. It's all been a correspondence. And so um, we've kind of since then uh, stepped away from the, the title school. And uh, we went through a, a phase of institute, but that didn't seem to fit us right as well. So we're just going by Hadley these days. So we're just, we like to say we're on a first name basis. So we're just, we're just Hadley these days. Um, but we are still doing a lot of the things that we've done throughout history, throughout our time. Um, Carla mentioned some of the courses that we used to offer. And we did have a high school program. And we had a lot of academic opportunities that folks could come to Hadley, enroll in a course, and learn on a variety of different topics. Um, I mean, we had a catalog that we would send out that literally had hundreds of opportunities to, to learn at Hadley. And it, would, it ranged anywhere from like basket weaving to um, business ethics, or, you know, it was like psychology to like container gardening. It was just a, a wide variety of opportunities. And um, honestly, it, was, it, was, it wasn't that long ago. I, gosh, maybe it's time's quickly moving, but uh, maybe it's like seven, eight years ago now. We, um, we wanted to understand if we were having the impact that we intended to, that we really wanted to here at Hadley. And, uh, and so we wanted to look at what were some of the popular courses? Why were people coming to Hadley? Um, what were some things that we could do that would be more helpful? And uh, what we found was interesting. We saw really dwindling numbers in the number of folks that were coming to Hadley to learn. Um, some of our courses were getting two, three enrollments a year. Um, even our Braille that we were teaching, although we had a large number of folks that were coming to us to learn Braille, not many of them were actually finishing our Braille instruction. Um, the way we had it set up, it was a Braille, Braille literacy program. And, um, you know, there was, you know, four, four steps of Braille, Braille literacy, one, two, three, and four. And, and what we found was half the people that enrolled in our Braille literacy one, we never heard from again. Um, we don't know what happened. They just kind of stepped away. Another half completed Braille literacy one, but never went on to two. And so we saw these big drop-offs in, in really what people were doing at Hadley and, and how learning was going at Hadley. Even our high school program, um, you know, we were seeing dwindling numbers. We had like three people enrolled for years and, um, and we were trying to get them help, you know, through the program, but we were seeing very few people that were getting started and enrolling in the high school program. Um, so we had lots of ideas and thoughts on why that might be or things that we could do to, to help and figure out how to have a bigger impact. And, and, uh, you know, I don't know, sometimes our ideas are not so good ones. <laughs> and so uh, instead of just guessing, we started to ask. 
um, we started to reach out to our audience. We started to reach out to our students. We started to talk to folks who were using our services and understanding their experiences and, you know, getting their feedback. And um, I always, <laughs> I don't know, have you ever, when's the last time maybe you've walked up to the person that knows you better than anybody else in the world and said, what do you really think of me? <laughs> it's a, it's not an easy question. And it's a, uh, and sometimes the answers aren't easy to hear as well, <laughs> but um, but that's what we did. We wanted to know, and uh, and it was so good for us. It was so good for us to hear the feedback and the experiences of what people were having here at Hadley. Like for one, for example, like um, our enrollment process kept coming up over and over again. Uh, folks kept asking, "Is there a way that we can do this a little bit more easily?" Um, you know, it, you know, I want to start learning now, but gosh, I got to go through all these steps to even figure out if I'm available to be in part of this course. Like one of our courses had 13 steps you had to complete before you could even get started. Um, like you had to, you know, write an essay and assuming that that essay was approved, you would be interviewed by the instructor to see if you're the right fit for the, the course. And assuming you were, then you'd have to go to your doctor, get an eye report, submit it for your eye condition. I mean, we just made it really difficult for people to kind of even get started learning at Hadley. And we kept hearing over and over again, is there a way that we can make this a little bit easier? So that was one thing that was really cool for us to hear. Um, another was the tone and the experience that people were having when they were learning at Hadley. Um, it very much sounded, it, it, the feedback that we were getting, very much people were sharing that they felt like they were in a lecture hall and they were being told what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. And it wasn't a back and forth conversation that many people were hoping from with Hadley. They wanted this back and forth learning experience. And I guess what they felt like at Hadley, it was very much we were telling them what we felt like they needed to know. And it was clear that that's what their experience was. The other thing <laughs> I heard one, uh, I, part of my job, I should have explained this, part of my job is really just, uh, I, I, I think I have the coolest job. I get to sit and just talk to people. And I hear their stories, I hear their experiences, and I bring that back to Hadley. And we try to figure out if there's something that we can do that we can help or improve what we're doing now. But uh, one of the guys I was talking to, he, he I thought he kind of really painted a picture for me. He said, um, you know, when I come to Hadley, I feel like I'm sitting in the front of the classroom. And if I say the wrong thing, somebody's going to smack my hand with a ruler, <laughs> which, you know, wasn't what we were intending at Hadley. But that's the experience that people were having. The grading thing came up as well. And I'm sure, I don't know, this might not, you know, be unfamiliar to you guys, but um, do you have to grade everything? <laughs> it's what we kept hearing over and over again. And I don't know, I was, I was never that kid that ran home with my report card and put it on the fridge. So I kind of understood what they were talking about. But uh, over and over again, folks were saying, do you have to grade everything? And so these were cool things that we were hearing over and over again. It really helped us understand how we wanted to present ourselves, the tone in which we wanted to share what we were doing and things like that. Um, the other thing that was interesting is over and over again, we kept hearing folks coming to us and saying, you know, it's great that I can come to Hadley, I can enroll in this course, and in six to eight months or something like that, I can know how to develop a you know, marketing plan. It's great, it's helpful, it's interesting, but what I really need help with is doing my laundry. What I really need help with is figuring out how to manage a table when I go out to dinner or going on a walk and not, you know, and, and figuring out how, you know, with my depth perception failing me all the time, I'm not going to fall anymore. It was really practical help for all the day-to-day -day challenges that oftentimes come with vision loss. This is what we kept hearing over and over again. People wanting practical help for a lot of those day-to-day -day challenges with vision loss. They, they thought the courses were interesting, but this is where we kept hearing the feedback 
over and over again. Can you help me with this? And so we wanted to respond. And what we started doing is that some of the more popular courses, we started cutting them up into little bite-sized pieces and introducing them into what we call workshops. And, uh, and, and essentially what they are is a step-by-step kind of uh, guided walkthroughs in a variety of different topics. Um, in addition to that, we started, um, you know, developing different areas that we could share help with. And, and we, again, we went back to our, our folks that we were working with. Um, we call them our advisory panel. There's about a little over 2,000 folks scattered across the country that are answering surveys for us, um, guiding us in what we're doing, um, sharing their thoughts. You know, I, I sit down and talk with them about ideas we have, and they give us feedback. And, uh, and this is really what's guiding us here at Hadley. And it was cool when we started talking to them. There was four areas in particular that folks really were, were telling that they wanted help from. Um, they were really asking for help in, in four areas in particular. And um, probably not surprising to you, the biggest area that we kept hearing about was technology. Uh, over and over again, folks were wondering, can you help me with technology? Can you help me understand, first of all, what technology is out there? And then once I get it, how do I even figure out how to use it? Um, that's what we kept hearing over and over again. And so um, the second area was just day-to-day -day challenges that folks had with vision loss. They wanted, is there a way you can help me with all these day-to-day -day challenges that I keep experiencing with vision loss? Is there a way you can help me with that? The third area was community. Um, over and over again, folks were wanting to be connected with others who were going through something similar. And so community was a big piece. And the last one was just understanding what was going on in the vision field. Like what was going on with treatment for different eye conditions or research in different eye conditions and things like that. So those were the four areas. So we, we, we tried to tackle technology right off the bat. And one of the first things we did is we reached out to Apple and we said, hey, can we partner with you to develop uh, simple walkthroughs, step-by-step -step walkthroughs, highlighting some of the accessibility features that you work so hard building into your devices. Can we share with folks what they are, how to get to them and some practical uses for them? And they were thrilled. They, um, they, they were thrilled. They, you know, they, they, we sat down with them. We worked with them. We started with the iPhone and we started, you know, spe specific, each specific accessibility feature. We wanted to walk through what they were, how to use them, how to get to them and how to use them. Um, and we did this for the iPhone. We did this for the iPad. We did this for the Apple watch, the Apple TV. You guys heard of these air tags. They're not that new anymore, but, um, I don't know if anybody's ever used the air tags, got a workshop for those as well. And Apple was thrilled. And, and, and again, they're five to 10 minute little segments highlighting these different features that can be so helpful and may make a big difference in being able to manage these devices that become more difficult with vision loss. And so, uh, so we sat down with Apple and then we, actually, we did these workshops on like using um, you know, voiceover and things like that as well. And um, using Siri to send out emails, phone calls, things like that. Anywhere where we thought we could offer a little bit of help and a little bit of guidance and walking folks through how to use some of these features, we developed into what we're calling a workshop. Um, we then moved on. I, I got to quickly show. Does anybody like, is there any coders in the room here? Like anybody like coding? We, the reason I ask is Apple was so excited about these workshops that we're doing that they, had, they have this app called Swift Playground. And they asked us if we could do a workshop on that too. And we're we we're kind of hesitant, but we're like, sure, we'll do it. I, I think maybe one person or two has seen that workshop since we put it out there like three years ago. Not super popular, but some of the other stuff is, is, is super popular. Um, but we've got all these workshops. So after working with Apple, we moved to working with Google to do the same thing for all the Android folks, folks who are using the Android phone, the Android um, tablets. Again, we wanted to walk you through all the different features that were available, 
um, all the accessibility features, how to get to them, how to use them. Um, Talkback is, is you know something built into all the, the Android products. So we wanted to walk folks through how do you turn it on and off? How do you use all the finger gestures? How do you get to different you know, control centers and all that kinds of things that you can do with Talkback? And so we, we started working with the Google to do that. And then we moved on to working with Microsoft to do similar things with all um, you know, folks for your computers and the Windows operating system and all that kind of thing keyboarding shortcuts and how to set up for passable low vision or how to get online with the screen reader. Um, anywhere where we thought we could offer, again, a step-by-step -step little guide and walkthrough, um, we wanted to put it together in a workshop. And then we kind of ventured off into different areas as well. Like we've got a workshop on using Zoom and the features that are built into Zoom or using Alexa and things that you might be able to do to, to make Alexa a bit more efficient for you. Um, and then some different apps that are out there as well. Um, and so again, we really wanted to focus on technology. It was the biggest thing that kept coming up in ways that we could help folks um, use the technology that's out there, learn how to use the technology that's already out there. Um, so that was the, the biggest area we focused on. And then right, right up next to it was this area of just what we're calling daily living. And so it's the idea of all the, you know, offering hints and tips and tricks for all the day-to-day -day challenges that can come with vision loss. Over and over again, we kept hearing folks saying, you know, is there a way you can help me with some of these challenges that I'm facing day to day with vision loss? And so, you know, with the vision rehab therapists, we have at Hadley, some of the, the teachers for the visually impaired, we kind of asked them to put their brain power together and see if they could come up with, you know, little tips, little tricks, you know, something that, you know, maybe you didn't think of that could perhaps make a big difference. We wanted to offer it again in this form of what we're calling a workshop. And so it's a five, ten, five to 10 minute, very specific, very targeted um, topic area where we're offering a little tip, a little trick, maybe a hint that you might not have thought of that perhaps can make a big difference. And so we've literally got hundreds of these opportunities in a variety of different areas. Like, for example, we have a cooking series. And uh, within that cooking series, we're talking about ways that you can pour liquids without spilling them and burning your hand in the morning when you're trying to drink your coffee. Or, um, you know, how to tell when food is fully cooked. You can't see the thermometer. Um, you know, we've got a we've got a clothing series where we're talking about you know getting stains out or organizing your closet so you can get around it a little bit better. We've got a cleaning your home series. We've got a makeup series, a women's personal care, men's personal care, using a, a human guide. I mean, anywhere where we thought we could offer a little tip, a little trick, um, again, something that could be simple enough that you might not have thought of but could make a big difference, we put it together and again, what we're calling a workshop. And so we have hundreds of these opportunities in this area too. And I, I, you know, I oftentimes like to share these stories. I think, you know, Carla, if you've heard me before, I, I oftentimes share the same stories, but um, I, they kind of remind me of why we're doing what we're doing. But there was this woman, I'm trying to remember her name. I think it was Victoria. Um, she was sharing with me that, um, you know, she was, she, was a, she was a psychologist in her career, very successful. She had since retired and she um, had been diagnosed with um, macular degeneration. And it was, you know, progressing and her vision was getting, you know, worse and worse. And she was sharing with me that, um, I thought it was interesting. She said, as my vision declines, my world gets smaller. Um, and she said, you know, a lot of days I don't leave the house. Um, I can get around and it's familiar. She's like, some days I never even leave my bedroom because it's familiar. It's safe. I can get around. I know where everything is. So she's like, you know, my world's just getting smaller and smaller. And she actually came to Hadley because she wanted to learn more about her physical eyes. We had, we had this course called Anatomy of the Eye, and she was coming to us to learn that. We had since retired that course, but she, um, what she found instead was the workshop we had on doing your laundry. <laughs> and she, uh, she said one of the things that she absolutely hated was wearing mismatched socks. 
And she couldn't tell her blacks and her browns and her navies apart anymore, but she hated wearing mismatched socks. And so one of the tips that we share in our workshop is safety pinning them together before putting them in the laundry. And so you don't have to worry about sorting them afterwards. And it was like a light bulb went off for her, she said. And she said that, you know, it, it actually, it was something simple enough that made a big difference for me And this. It gave me some confidence to really explore other areas. So she started taking our cooking series. And, and one of the things that her and her husband loved to do was to go for walks with their dog at night. They would take their dogs for walks. But again, she was she had fallen at one point, and so she was scared to do that anymore, and she didn't have the confidence. And so she, we have a workshop on using a guide um, you know, to get around. And, uh, and she made her husband sit down with her and take that workshop, and she said that they were out walking the dog again now. And it was, it was just cool to hear her talk about it and her experience because she said it just really built on each other, and it gave her more confidence to try new things to, to, to remain independent in her life. And that was the intent of all that we're doing here at Hadley's, offering little tips, little tricks um, to help folks gain more confidence and stay more independent. Um, and so this daily living area is, is we have all kinds of opportunities, um, you know, again, a wide variety of these workshops available. So those were the two biggest areas that we were asked to focus on is this technology and this area of daily living. We've also developed some different areas um, that we're, we're also sharing some different workshops. Like, for example, we've got a working area. So for folks that are employed, and um, experiencing vision loss, you know, things that you might be able to do um, to, to remain employed, like things, you know, talking to your employer about your vision loss, or perhaps um, accommodations that can be made in the workplace that might be helpful for you to continue to be successful at your job. Um, the other thing we, so we have this working area, we've got a recreation area, which is just fun things to do. Um, the most popular one in that 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 topic area is, is bird songs. <laughs> we have a lot of folks that we're sending bird songs uh, workshops to. It's just you know, identifying birds by their voices. Um, we've got a um, we've got a, a topic area called adjusting to vision loss as well, which only has four workshops in it. It's a small number, and I think we need to kind of work on on growing that area. But it's really kind of cool to hear feedback that we're getting from folks with some of the workshops that we do have in that topic area. Um, one of the workshops is called coming to grips with vision loss, and Douglas Walker, he's one of the folks here at Hadley. He shares. Some of his personal experience with vision loss and it's it's really connecting with a lot of folks who felt like they couldn't connect with anybody <laughs> they kind of were feeling like um they weren't sure some of the feelings that they were having they should be having and it's interesting to hear how this workshop has really validated a lot of those feelings that folks weren't sure were normal and uh and not feeling so alone was there Oh, I'm sorry. It's my yeah, am I talking loud enough in the microphone? It's it's called um coming to grips with vision loss. Yeah. And there's a couple other ones in our, our, our adjustment series, um, like how to talk to your friends and family about your vision loss. And uh, there's another one like how to ask for help when you need it, but then turn down help when you don't. Um, so some really kind of cool workshops just in our adjustment series. There's not many, but we're getting some great feedback from the raise ones that we do have. Um, and then we, um, the last topic area is Braille. And so we continue to teach Braille here at Hadley. And I'll talk a little bit more about how we're doing that um, if I have time, which I hope I do. Again, I keep talking over, <laughs> I talk a lot. <laughs> I, I share this sometimes because somebody made a comment one time that I, I remind them of the Energizer Bunny. And they're like, we just got to take the batteries out of you and then you'll stop, <laughs> um, which doesn't work. But um, so it, so the the topic areas, our workshops was one area that we focused on as we kind of reinvented ourselves here at Hadley. Um, in July of 2020, we launched our new website and we, uh, we had 100 workshops, and we were super proud of ourselves and super excited, and we're like, we got to get these out to the world. 
And then people started making suggestions and we realized, wow, there's a lot that we're missing. And so based on suggestions and feedback we're getting, we now have a little over 500 workshops that are available in these different topic areas. Um, now, in addition to the workshops that we're offering, you know, the other piece that we were, were kept hearing about was this idea of community. And, um, you know, being a kind of a, a learning organization, an academic focused organization, this wasn't something that we were used to or knew how to do real well, I think. And so one of the things we wanted to do was um, to see if we could connect folks with one another. And what we decided to do was just do it over Zoom. And so we've got these things we're calling discussion groups. And um, they're just opportunities once a month to spend time with others going through something similar and talk about a topic that you might find interesting. Um, I'm gonna pull up my phone here. So I wanna make sure I, I read all the right. We have 10 of them. and um, they're just Zoom calls. So if you've ever been on a Zoom call, you know, you can join online, you can call in over a landline, you can call, you know, join on a smartphone. And the idea was just to spend one hour a month talking about a topic that you like with others who also enjoy that topic. And so there's 10 of them. And again, we've got these topics from our, uh, the folks, our advisors that we're, we've been reaching out to. We came up with these 10 different topics. The most popular one is all about technology. Again, technology kept coming up and over, over and again. So we've got this group we call Tech It Out. And uh, it's pretty popular. Once a month, Ricky Enger, she's one of the folks here at Hadley as well. She um, she hosts this group, and she'll introduce something technology related. You know, she'll talk about how she uses it, things she likes, doesn't like, things like that. And then we just open it to the group, and people can share their thoughts. They can ask questions. They can answer questions. You can just sit and listen if you want. Um, but again, it's an opportunity to spend an hour talking about something that you find interesting. The Tech It Out one, we've gotten over 200 people on that call. Um, it usually lands right around maybe 100, 150, but it's a pretty popular one for us. Um, and the, the, the groups are all held um, at the same day each month, at the same time each month, and it's the same phone number and access code for each group every month as well. I'm trying to look it up here. It's like Tech It Out is the fourth Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m. Central Time. So you just know the fourth Tuesday at 7 p.m., We'll be on a, on a Zoom call talking about something technology related. Um, the second most popular one is called Resource Roundtable. And, uh, and this one is just, we're highlighting resources out there, talking about what they're doing, sharing about how to access them. And then uh, again, opening up to the group and hearing about experiences. So Resource Roundtable, I think we usually get maybe 70, 60, 70 folks on that one each month as well. Um, travel Talk is another one that we have. And this is, again, just highlighting, you know, ways to get around uh, the town, get around town through public transportation, navigating airports, things like that. Um, though I do believe folks just want to talk about vacations that they're going on sometimes too. So that's part of the travel talk too. Um, embracing Braille. We've got a group for folks that are thinking about learning Braille or maybe in the middle of Braille and just want to talk to others about how they're doing. And so our, our Braille group meets once a month. Um, we got any authors in the room? Any writers? Yes, <laughs> we've got a writer circle as well. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a wide variety of folks that, that join this group. Some have never put in, you know, a, a sentence on paper yet or written anything down or even come up with a thought, but others who um, are published authors. And so it's a pretty wide variety of folks that, uh, that join our writer circle. How about, how about crafters? Do people like crafting in the group? This, this is not my strong suit, honestly. Like I don't, I don't know if I have that bone in my body, like the scrapbooking, sewing, knitting, that kind of stuff. But I know there's lots of folks out there that are so good at that. Um, so we've got our crafting circle. 
Um, a book nook is our newest one. So it's a book club that we're, we're uh, sharing and um, Hadley Growers, our gardening group. Now this one, I've actually joined a few different times. My kids and I, we try to grow, we have a little garden in our backyard and we try to grow something every year. And I don't know, for some reason it doesn't work. <laughs> I'm blaming the soil, but it might be something I'm doing. We did get pumpkins to grow once, which later I found is like anybody, I guess, can grow pumpkins. You don't have to do anything. You just, <laughs> they're the easiest thing. So I didn't feel so good. Um, we got a cooking group called What's Cooking, people sharing tips and tricks that they've learned in the kitchen, gadgets that they found helpful to use in the kitchen as well, um, recipes that they enjoy with each other. And I think this is the last one. This is 10, uh, an exercise group called Get Up and Go. And so it's just things that you, know, you can do to stay physically active, stay physically fit, um, you know, perhaps just from your home as well. And so again, these were, they're just Zoom calls. You can join online, you can join on the phone, and you can spend an hour um, you know, just talking about a topic that you like with other folks who are going through something similar. Um, Zoom's got this new feature. I don't know if it's new anymore. Um, maybe it's a, about a year, year and a half old, but it's called the call out feature. And um, we're calling it the call you feature because um, from the Zoom meeting, we can actually call you and invite you into the, into the meeting. Um, all you have to do is give us your phone number and about 10 or 15 minutes before the meeting starts, we'll call you. You have to answer your phone, press one, and you'll be brought right into the meeting. Um, we just had a lot of folks share that it was you know, really tricky to, first of all, put that phone number in there, but then also the access code. And you got to do it so quick or else it kind of resets itself and you got to start over. And so um, we just thought if this was easier for folks, we're happy to do it. Um, you just you know, give us your phone number, we'll call you, and you can just join that way. Honestly, the trickiest part of that is actually answering the phone is what we found because it's a number you won't recognize. They kind of assign us a number. And so um, if it's 10 or 15 minutes before the meeting, you want to join, you answer the phone, it'll say, welcome to your Zoom meeting. You press one and you're brought right into the meeting. So we're doing that for some folks that, that want to join but found it tricky to, to dial that phone number and that access code. Um, this was our first attempt at building community. Like I said, some of the groups are really popular, our Tech It Out group, our resource roundtable. Others, you know, maybe it's like 25, 30, 35 folks that join each month. Um, and so I know a lot of folks are finding this helpful to connect with one another, but we do feel like we really want to continue to build out this idea of community at Hadley. Uh, one of the things we've recently started as well is a peer, we're calling it peer-to-peer, -peer, and it's a mentor program. And so for folks that feel like they would benefit from more of a one-on-one -on -one relationship with someone, um, we want to connect you with somebody that's available that you can talk to. And the idea was, you know, maybe folks who are, um, you know, been experiencing vision loss for a while, have figured a few things out, you know, connect them with others who are maybe new to this and, and trying to figure things out. And so right now we've got about 40 matches. So about 80 folks that are kind of in relationship with one another. And, you know, I think typically they're meeting, you know, once a month, maybe every couple of weeks, talking for like a half an hour, 45 minutes, and just, just sharing life. And so, um, so we've got this mentor program started, and then we're also going to be um, in the near future starting um, virtual support groups. And so for folks that could perhaps benefit from, you know, maybe more emotional social support, we want to make it available through a virtual support group for folks, which will hopefully be kicking off in, in the near future as well. Um, but those were kind of our attempts to, to kind of connect folks with one another and start to build community here at Hadley through our discussion groups, our mentor program, and and then our, our virtual support groups. Um, the other thing that we started doing in response to folks really wanting connection with what's going on in the uh, vision field 
is we started a podcast. We thought maybe the easiest way to get the information out there was to interview folks and share it through what we through a podcast. And um, anywhere you can find podcasts like Spotify or Apple Podcast or um, I use Alexa, um, you know, you can find our Hadley Presents. And um, again, it kind of started with this idea of talking to different doctors like the Illinois Retina Specialist, a large, you know, retina clinic here in Illinois. We talked to some of their doctors about things that they're doing, treatment for macular degeneration, things like that. Um, we, we spoke to this clinic down in Florida, but, uh, you know, some of the research they're doing with glaucoma and things like that. So we started interviewing different doctors and professionals. Um, and so there's some of that out there. But the, uh, the other thing that we started, we just met so many interesting people <laughs> and uh, we really wanted to get their stories out there and, and just, you know, share their stories with different folks. There was a, a woman that I met, um, Karen. Uh, Karen is part of the support group that we, we host different support groups for folks that, you know, once the pandemic hit, it was hard for them to meet in person. So we offered to host over Zoom so they could keep to continue to meet. And um, Karen's somebody I met through one of these support groups. And uh, she lost her vision after cancer treatment. And, um, and she was sharing a little bit about that. And she was talking a little bit about the relationship, the impact it had with her relationship with her husband and the dynamics within their marriage. And so we got Danny and Karen on one of our podcasts together to talk about the impact of her vision loss on their relationship and their marriage. And it was just, it was really neat because they were so open and so honest. And they shared about some of the challenges that it's brought to their relationship, how it's changed some of their different roles and dynamics within their relationship, but then also how it's really strengthened them as a couple as well. And so it's just kind of cool to hear their story. There's a, there's another one, this guy, Chad, I met. Chad is, uh, Chad's a professional golf. He's a world-class golfer and he's blind, which I thought was really fascinating. And he has never gotten a hole in one. It was my first question that I asked him, <laughs> but he said he came about two inches from the cup one time. And so he's hopeful that it's going to happen. But, uh, Chad was super honest. He, uh, he was an athlete growing up and he was a football player actually. And, um, for any foot, there's football fans out there. He was being recruited by Alabama to play quarterback, which is really kind of a big deal. And uh, he said he got hit in a game one time and he got hit so hard, but it wasn't the hit that bothered him. It's the fact that he didn't see the guy coming and realize he was starting to lose his vision. His parents took him out of all contact sports. He talked about um, really how difficult it was finishing high school, going to college, this depression that he kind of went through during that time. Um, but later met his wife, um, you know, finished college, found a job had children and he was, you know, life was going well. And his wife came up to him one day and says, you're not sitting on the couch anymore. <laughs> Go learn how to do something. It's going to be golf. And he did. And now he's this world champion, which is just a cool story. So we just, we wanted to get the stories of folks that we've been meeting out there through our podcast as well. So our Hadley presents, there's about 85 episodes, I think now, um, just varying different people sharing their stories. Um, and then we also started a new podcast recently that we're calling insights and sound bites. And the idea here was to get the voice of folks out to everybody um, on a particular topic, on a particular question. So it's a really quick podcast. It's like three to five minutes. But what we're doing is we're asking the question, is there something or someone that had a big impact in your adjustment to vision loss? So is there something or someone that had a big impact in your adjustment to vision loss? If you have any thoughts about that, you want to share your thoughts about that, there's a phone number you can call and you can leave us a voicemail. And we're taking those voice messages and we're playing them over the air as a, as a podcast. 
And it's really, again, similar to our adjustment series, it's really kind of cool to hear responses from folks who are just connecting with others and feeling like, you know, they're not alone anymore. Like, wow, that's exactly how I was feeling. And there's also folks that are just finding resources, you know, for some of the challenges that they're facing by others sharing what, how it helped, you know, things that helped them. And so, um, so we've got these two podcasts out there, Hadley Presents and our Insights and Soundbites as well. So we have all of this information available on our website, hadley.edu is our website. And so you can access all of our podcasts, you can access all of our discussion groups, you can access all of our workshops directly from our website. We, we probably went through, gosh, man, I, we worked on this thing for like a year and a half, and we probably went through 60 or 70 different versions of this site and talked to, gosh, I don't know how many people. Um, you know, with varying degrees of vision loss to really get it to a place where we felt like we could offer it to the world. And uh, one of the things we, we want to do right from the start is get folks to the content they're looking for as quickly and easily as possible. And so right on the homepage, there's this get, start, get started button. And, um, you know, if you find that button, you know, if you select that, we want to walk you right through how to um, set up the, the site that's going to be best for your vision. And so if it's a screen reader, I think it's like three B buttons, you're right there, seven tabs, you're right there, something like that. And then, and then um, if it's helpful for you, we wanted to walk you right through setting up the contrast and the font size. And what we learned was many folks that we talked to didn't really have a clear idea how to do that with varying sites. Like a lot of sites have like the small, medium, and large A's and things like that that you can use to increase font size. Like a lot of people didn't get that is what we learned. And so we want to just give you options. Like there's just different options of contrast. And if once you select the one that you like, hit the next button, it's going to change that contrast to everywhere on the site. And so it's as simple as selecting a button and it's going to change it everywhere. Same with the font size. You can increase it 100%, 200% just by selecting that font size that you prefer, hitting next, and it's going to change it everywhere on the site. Right from there, we take you right to those topic areas I mentioned, uh, daily living, um, technology, adjusting to vision loss, uh, working, um, Braille and recreation. Can't forget the fun stuff, the recreation. Um, and then you would select a topic area that you find interesting. And we're going to show you all the series of workshops we have in that topic area. Daily living, for example, you know, we've got like our cooking series, our laundry series, our makeup series, our, our um, you know, home improvement series, whatever we have. And then you would select one that you think you might find interesting. Like, for example, we have a labeling series. And so once you select that series, we'll show you all the workshops that we have in that series. Perhaps it's, you know, tactile labels or it's audio labels or it's, you know, large print labels. And once you select one of the workshops that you prefer, you'll take you to the workshop page and we'll give you a one minute sample of that workshop. After one minute, we, um, we're going to interrupt the workshop and we're going to share with you about signing up on the site, becoming a member here at Hadley. And then we take you right to a sign-up page. And we've tried to make this as quick and easy as possible, as quick and painless as possible. Um, if you have a Facebook, Gmail, or Yahoo account, you can select one of those buttons. It'll link to that account, and it'll log you in using that username and password for that account. If you don't want to do that, you can put in any, any email and any password. And then we ask you three questions. Um, we ask, how'd you, with first and last name, and then how'd you hear about us? And then what's your relation to vision loss? And uh, once you answer those, you're logged in, you're signed up, and you have full access to everything. Now, I wish we didn't have to have a sign-up process. I wish you could just go to the site and choose anything you want. But really, that, that question of your relation to vision loss is a significant one for us. Um, you know, you can share if it's um, you personally, you're a professional, you're uh, married, or you're a friend or family of somebody who's visually impaired. Um, but that, that, that question, if we can show a certain number of people that are using our services are visually impaired themselves, 
it opens up um, funding sources for us. And so we can start to, um, you know, apply for different grants and things like that. And, and that allows us to keep everything free. And so that there's no cost for anything we do here at Hadley. There never has been. I mean, whether you're visually impaired yourself, professional, friend or family member of somebody's vision, I mean, it's all free, but part of the way we're able to keep it free is by having people sign up, learning a little bit more about you so we can, uh, you know, have access to different grants and things like that. But once you're signed in and signed up, again, you have full access to everything. Um, also, once you're signed in, it keeps you signed in. And so every time you come back, it'll remember that font size. It'll remember that contrast. It'll also take you to a homepage where there's different headings that'll help you get around the site a little bit better. Like there's a review section. So if you want to go back and find workshops that you've already participated in to refresh your memory, you can find that really quickly. Um, you know, if there's a podcast or the podcast right there, if there's a discussion group that you like, you know, you can get alerts for that and it'll show up right on your homepage. And so you can find that a little bit more easily as well. And so um, it'll keep you logged in every time you come back and there'll be a page, a homepage where you can find your way around the site a little bit better as well. Um, in addition, once you're logged in on every workshop page, there's a heading that's called Ask the Experts. And there's a phone number and email address. And um, if you call that phone number, you're going to get a, one of the folks here at Hadley that was you know, involved in developing that workshop. That's one of the experts in that topic area. And so if you have any questions, something doesn't make sense, you can dial that phone number. And one of the folks here at Hadley that was you know, our expert in that area will be available to help you in any way that they can. So you also have full access to all of our staff once you're, once you're signed up in, as well on the site. Um, there's also another little feature that's kind of neat. On every page, there's a little help button that follows along. And um, if you select that, it'll pull up our 800 number and uh, a fully accessible chat feature. And so if you want to give us a call, you can find that number pretty easily. And if you want to send us a, you know, just a quick chat, that, that's available through this help button that's on every page as well. Um, now, the, I, we, we know not everybody's online. We know not everybody has access to that technology, or it's tricky for a lot of folks to, to be able to navigate websites and things like that. And so if that's the case, we're happy to send any of this information out to you through the mail as well. Um, we can send it to you in Braille, we can send it to you in large print, or we can send it off in audio as well. So um, what we're doing with the audio, if you're familiar with, you know, the NLS, the National Library's digital talking book system, um, we can, we're using those cartridges, we're using that system to send all of our audio for our workshops on those cartridges. And so if you have one of those players, we can just send you a cartridge with all the audio for our workshops on them. If you don't have one, we're happy to, to fill out the application and submit it for you so you can get one of those players sent to you. And then we can start sending you the cartridges with the audio on them as well. And so we, we call it our learning library. It's um, our, our hope is that you can start to compile your own library of information that you can turn back to whenever you need to, however often, at any time. So anything we send to you, you keep. You don't send anything back to us. Again, the idea is that you can go back to it and refresh your memory anytime that you need to. Um, so we're happy to do that if that's a little bit more easily for you. Now, I do want to touch on our Braille quickly before I open it to questions. Um, we um, Again, we were teaching Braille for years and years and years at Hadley, but as I mentioned, we started to see folks that were dropping off at different points in our Braille learning. And so we wanted to understand better what that, what that meant and why that was. And so we started talking to folks, again, some of our advisors. And one of the things we learned was that many of the folks, the large majority of the folks, um, aside from professionals, we had a lot of professionals that were coming learning Braille, but aside from those folks, a lot of them that were coming to us had some usable vision and they were anticipating further vision loss. And so they wanted to learn Braille before that happened. 
But the other thing that, that we found that was interesting is that they really wanted to learn Braille for very practical reasons, um, kind of day-to-day -day reasons. We kept hearing the challenges of being in an elevator and not being able to find the right button. And so knowing enough Braille where you can just find the right number and find the right floor. Um, and, you know, we had this woman, Claris. Claris, Claris was 96 when she came to us to learn Braille. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. But she, um, she lived in a, a senior living environment, and uh, her mailbox looked like everybody else's. It was like a sea of mailboxes. She couldn't find hers anymore. And so she wanted to be able to label her name on her mailbox in Braille. And so she wanted to know enough Braille to be able to label her name. She also was a knitter. And apparently knitting needles are different sizes. I didn't know that, but um, she wanted to be able to label the numbers of her knitting needles on her needles so she could identify them a little bit easier. Very practical reasons. And so what we started offering, and we, uh, we were very fortunate to, to receive a significant grant to develop this new curriculum that was in the works for probably two and a half, three years before we introduced it uh, in July of, of 21. Uh, no, 22. So it's been about a year, a little over a year that we introduced our new Braille, but we're calling it Braille for Everyday Use. And the idea was to give folks enough familiarity with Braille to be able to use it in their everyday lives. And so we start you with the alphabet, and then we work you through your numbers, and then you can continue on as long as you want, as far as you want, um, you know, learning into writing Braille, contracted Braille, things like that as well, um, punctuation. But, um, but you go at your own pace, and there's, you know, you can kind of, whenever you're ready, you give us a call to pick up the next workbook that we send out. And the workbooks that we're sending um, the whole tap, top half of the workbook is all visual Braille. And so for folks that have some vision, we wanted to give them a sense of what the Braille cell looked like and where within the Braille cell you could find the different letters, numbers, things like that. Um, the other thing we wanted to do was give you a little bit of a hint on how you might remember where that's lo located within the Braille cell. Um, I, I don't know Braille myself, but I, you know, I know I'm learning a little bit, but like the B, uh, B in Braille is you know, one and two cell. And so um, they're kind of right on top of each other. So we give you a hint, maybe remember buttons on a shirt, B for buttons. And so the idea was when you're starting to learn, the whole bottom half of the, the workbook is all uh, Braille by touch, tactile Braille. And so as you're starting to learn you know, how to read Braille by touch, perhaps in your mind, you can start to visualize these hints and see where it's located in the Braille cell. And so, um, and so we, um, we send out these workbooks. Um, and then in addition to that, there's audio instructions that go with the workbooks. And if you, um, there's a web address that you can use to get the audio instructions, or there's a phone number you can call. And it's a voice prompted phone system. You call it and then, you know, you just use your voice, say one to go to the next page, two to go back, things like that. And it'll walk you through the instructions, uh, all the audio instructions that go along with the workbooks we send to you. The cool thing about the phone system is if, um, if you uh, get stuck or need any kind of help, all you have to do is say zero and you'll be automatically connected with one of our Braille team members here at Hadley. And again, they're available to help you any way that you want. And so we're really excited about this new Braille curriculum that we're, that we're, we're sharing with folks. Um, I think right now, gosh, we're sending out maybe uh, is it like a, a thousand, 1200 workbooks a, a month to folks. And the feedback we're getting is kind of interesting. It's really cool because um, people feel like they're learning their Braille relatively quickly and they're having a lot of fun doing it, which is really kind of cool to hear. And so if that's ever something you thought about or you know somebody that, that would be interested in that, give us a call. We're happy to get them started with our Braille as well. Um, the last thing I forgot, then I'm definitely opening it to questions. Sorry, I keep seeing last thing, Carla. <laughs> See, I, I just can't stop. So if, if um, the other thing on our website, on every workshop page, if you, uh, if you know somebody you think would benefit from one of our workshops, but perhaps isn't online or doesn't have access to Hadley, you can order it on their behalf as well. Um, if you're logged in, it'll have your information already filled out. And then you just let us know a name, 
uh, an, an address where you want this sent to, and uh, you submit the form in the next within a 24 hours, we'll send out our workshop on your behalf to that person. And so you can order anything directly from our website for folks that you think might benefit from, from our, our stuff as well. Okay, that was it. My question is, uh, you know, the, the, the catch word nowadays seems to be vision loss, vision loss, vision loss, and um, it, which as important as that is, it seems like blind is being taken out of the nomenclature. And so how, and some of us, those of us who have been blind since birth, um, you know, when we, when we encounter services and it's constantly vision loss, some I've, I've known of some people that just sort of get turned away because they figure, well, these are, this is for people that have previously had vision and not lost it. So um, this is a different population. Um, how does Hadley address that issue? Or has anybody ever thought about that issue there? Because I think it's a really important one. And those of us who are totally blind, um, sometimes can feel really disenfranchised. I know our local blind association spent, um, you know, went out and surveyed all of us constituents, all of the consumers that took advantage of their service about what they should change their name to. And then they hired a um, some sort of a consultant for $35,000 that told them that they needed to get blind out of their title and it became the Washington Vision Services. And of course, we are all turned off by that total thing. But um, so I, I just wanted to see what you what your thoughts were about that. Oh, great question, Carla. And I appreciate that as well. Um, honestly, what we're doing here at Hadley has been in a direct response to our audience. And it's those folks who have known us, you know, their whole lives growing up. And um, I think at some point, we had to kind of make a decision, you know, we had our, our courses that just didn't seem interesting to a lot of folks anymore. And we saw the dwindling number of people that were coming to Hadley to learn. But then we had this overwhelming response for folks wanting us to change and kind of move in a different direction. And we felt like we were, had an obligation to kind of respond to that. Now, we do honestly feel like a lot of the, the information that we have out there is for anybody, regardless of their level of vision or their experience with vision loss. Technology is changing every day. And so what we want to do is be able to keep up with the changes in technology and offer opportunities for folks to continue to learn as technology grows how to use that technology, regardless of their experience or level of, of, of vision loss. The other piece is I think community is a huge thing that we're hearing over and over again. And so our discussion groups, we have folks from, again, blind from birth, new to vision loss, uh, wide degrees of vision loss that are finding it really helpful to gather information about resources or technology or just connect with others and just, you know, be a part of a community and a group and learn from one another. In addition, our discussion groups are, um, and not, I'm sorry, our podcasts, um, the folks that we're talking to, you know, a lot of those folks are blind from birth and a lot of those folks are new to vision loss. And and we just want to share their stories so folks can understand and relate and experience what other people are experiencing and be there with them. Um, and then, you know, so I don't know that I, I understand your, your question, but I think a lot of the things that we're trying to focus on is in response to what we've been asked to do, but also keeping in mind that this is information we feel like could be helpful for, for everybody. Does that help? Does that... I guess it does. So my question is, do you have any course about ironing because I want to learn how to iron my shirt so I can be independent. I know that wash and dry just need to learn how to iron. Ironing. Is that what you said? Did you say ironing? 
That's what she said. Ironing. Great question. No, you know, we, so we have a laundry series, but I think the, if I'm remembering right, the workshops in there are getting stains out, organizing your closet. And there's one other one that I'm forgetting, but I don't think it's ironing, but that's a great suggestion. And this is exactly what we need here at Hadley. Um, almost every workshop that we're doing now is coming directly from folks who are making suggestions and, and giving us some, some ideas. And so um, I'm going to remember that. And as soon as I get home, I'm going to put it in the suggestion, virtually put it in the suggestion box from our website. Uh, but we don't have one right now, but we, that's definitely a good idea. My name is Krista. Hi. And I remember um, back in 2004, when I first learned that my um, son, my first son um, had a retinal dystrophy. And in my search for you know, this new world I was going to be part of, yeah. I found Hadley and I took a course called the human eye and I opted to have the book delivered to me at home and to do it, um, you know, pencil and paper and send in my responses to the chapters. And, um, um, and I chose it that way because I wanted to keep the book yeah. and, um, it was just a great resource for me at the time because, um, I was very scared and, about, you know, the future for my son. I, I now know that I didn't need to feel that way, but that's of course a very natural human feeling to have. And so I just, um, completed the course, uh, with little in little pieces and I could just do so much, you know, I could only take so much and then I had to put it down, but it was just giving me the knowledge that I needed to know, to understand what I just wanted to know about the eye. I'd never yeah. Yeah. known all about its parts, but it just was a great resource to have. So I like Hadley. Oh, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yes. Hi. And this is Jewel from Kentucky. And you've actually presented to us um, directly. But the question I came up with, um, I was thinking about, was you mentioned large print audio and Braille that could be sent to somebody. Yeah. Do you have an option for digital Braille for someone who, for example, using an LSE reader? We, we do not. And if not, could you? Yeah, I mean, we don't at this point. We're actually trying to figure that out. I think um, we started, uh, you know, we wanted to make sure audio was available for folks that were offline. And so we started with using the, the National Library's, uh, you know, digital talking book system. We are in the works of trying to develop other opportunities to, to receive that audio. Um, like, for example, you know, our Braille instruction, you can receive that just by calling in a phone number. And through a voice prompted phone system, you can start to, to you know, hear the instructions. We've also now launched our... Um, our podcast over the phone as well. And so if you want to listen to our podcast, you don't have access to the internet, you don't have access to our website or our Alexa or something like that. Um, you can call a phone number and you can receive, or you can listen to all of our podcasts directly over the phone as well. Um, the last thing that we were in the works of is developing, we're working with an organization to hopefully um, be a little bit more available over Alexa as well. So an Alexa skill we're trying to develop where you might have be able to have access to all of our workshops directly through Alexa. That's so going to be down the road a little bit, but um, but it's something that we're really excited about and we're kind of starting to try to develop as well. So we're, we're working on it. We're trying to get out there and make it more available in, in all kinds of different ways. Patty, you are next. Hi, good afternoon. This is a, a fantastic presentation and I will be brief. Um, <laughs> first of all, I've noted that um, the at least in my experience in my area uh the various blind services counselors that i've had in vr blind services 
are not really aware of or referring their people to uh, Hadley as a resource. What are you all doing to make sure that VR Blind Services in all the states are aware of you all and how can we increase that? Well, well, great question. First of all, it's a tragedy that they're not telling everybody about. <laughs> um, and you, uh, well, we're hoping that anybody that knows about Hadley can share with everybody that they know. We, um, well, part of it is, you know, part of my part of my job as well. In addition to talking to people, is is sharing with as many people as I can about some of the stuff we're doing here at Hadley, which is why I so appreciate being able to to share today. Um, so we're trying to get out there in front of as many folks as we can. The other the other tricky piece that we've run into is. Um, a lot of doctor's offices don't know about us or refer to us as well. And so we hear a lot of folks that end up leaving their doctor's office, perhaps under after that first diagnosis or after treatment and not knowing what to do or where to go. And, uh, and so we're hopefully going to start to inundate the, you know, the ophthalmology offices and things like that to, um, to help them understand what we're doing and share with folks that they're some of their patients as well. And so Kirby is one of the folks here at Hadley. It's, he's the, our, our director of professional outreach and uh, it's his job to get in the front of as many professionals as he possibly can, including doctors, and share about all that we're doing. So if there's somebody that you know that could use, uh, could learn a little bit more about us, please let us know. Give me a call. Give us a call. Um, give us a name, and we'd be happy to reach out to them. I was just wondering, is there a remote working career opportunity? Yeah, since the pandemic, there's been a lot of remote opportunity, <laughs> like half of our team. So we have Hadley Central, which is in Winneka, and they um, there's maybe about, I don't know, 30, 30 of us that work in that office. The rest is all remote, which is about another maybe 60, 70 folks, something like that. Um, so all the employment opportunities we keep available on our website, and it's just under About Us section. There's employment opportunities, and we keep all of our current listings right there. Or you can just give us a call and we can share with you all the opportunities that we have available. Absolutely. Hello, um, my name is Penny Moss and I am a retired um, blind professional since blind, blind since birth. And I wanted to ask if I have a social work background and a counseling background, if you, if are there opportunities for a person like me to assist with the support groups and what are your requirements for uh, leading a support group? Absolutely. So this is something that we're going to be rolling out in the near future. Um, I think it's a, it's a needed service. And, um, you know, we've heard from enough folks to understand that it could be beneficial for a lot of people. Um, Faye is our, we have a licensed clinical social worker, Faye, um, been with us a little over a year. She's been helping get this uh, mentor program off the ground for us. And then she went on maternity leave. So <laughs> things have been put on hold for a little bit. But um, once she returns, you know, she's going to start focusing on these these virtual support groups that we want to do. And um, we know we're going to need help with them. Our hope is that there's going to be multiple opportunities depending on time zones and, um, you know, connecting folks in the right groups and things like that. Um, but I would love to stay in touch. So if you would, I mean, I'd love for you to reach out to us and we could talk more about that. I don't think we've actually got the parameters around the program that we need to right now. We haven't, we haven't dived in that far yet. Um, but once we do, I think we're definitely going to need some help kind of getting these off the ground and getting them running. So I'd love to talk more about that. Hi, I'm Murray uh, from Spokane, Washington. And I just wanted to ask around the youth 
um, thing. I just had a quick look at your website. Congratulations. It's really accessible and fantastic. Just wondering about the initiatives that you've had with youth. What's been kind of, you said tech, but are there other things that, that you found that youth are really interested in at the moment? The, the youth are really interested? Sorry. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, okay. Um, well, I think the technology stuff is interesting to a lot of the, the younger folks. I mean, everybody's younger to me, it feels like. <laughs> um, but also our Braille instruction. Um, we're seeing a lot of folks that are coming to us, uh, specifically for our Braille, from a wide variety of ages as well. Um, now, I think the the you know the I don't know the discussion groups our podcast it's really targeted towards older adults you know folks who are a little bit older um, but we have seen you know a lot of different age groups particularly for some of our technology workshops and our braille instruction in particular. Debbie, hi. Um, I was wondering if you have considered putting all of your resources in one app that is accessible via iOS or Android. Yes, and that, that's actually a sore subject for me because I've been wanting an app for like three years now. So <laughs> I don't know. The our IT people keep to, keep telling me that there's there's complications and there's difficulties and challenges. But I always say if you can think it, it should be able to be done. But um, we we don't have an app yet, and it's absolutely something that we want to have available. I don't know when that might be though. But great question. Hi, I'm Abby Taylor in Sheridan, Wyoming, and I'm an author, and I participate in the Writer's Circle group, Wonderful. which is great, but it doesn't really provide instruction that inexperienced writers may need, such as grammar, or maybe even publishing, or marketing, or forms of poetry. Have you considered workshops in this, or are you preferring just to stick to more practical topics? Well, no, we're open to anything. So suggestions are what we're thriving on right now. And so um, we're all ears right now. So anybody that has suggestions, we're happy to listen in here. Um, I, I guess yeah, that was the intent of the writer's circle was to address a lot of those kinds of things. Um, if, if perhaps that's not possible through that kind of venue, then maybe it does make sense to look at workshops that could that could help with some of those, those different areas. Um, so it what I would encourage you to do again is give us a call make or if you're online you can make a suggestion directly from our website, or perhaps even talk about it during the writer's circle um, and bring it up and just suggest this is something that you know I was thinking about is there a way that we can consider this. Um, I know that they're really open to hearing ideas as well. Is it Debbie that hosts that one I don't even remember. I think it is but um, I would suggest maybe bringing it up with them as well. Phil Jones. Hey, thank you very much. Um... A growing population among us today is that of the deaf blind. And uh, does Hadley have any kind of courses or workshops dealing with uh, the needs of the deaf blind at this time? And will there be uh, will we, uh, will there be a possibility that that will happen if it isn't happening now? Yeah, no, it's a great question. You know, we um, since since you know William Hadley started our organization 103 years ago. It's really been focused on, you know, ways that we can help those with visual, who are visually impaired, but we know that there's a growing population. I think right now, um, in our kind of reinventing of ourselves, we're trying to, uh, you know, focus on what we can at this moment, um, but we do know that we need to expand and grow in all kinds of different areas, but I do agree that that might be one area that we really want to focus on and learn how we can, we can help as well, um, but that might be into the future. Cynthia. I just want to first say thank you so much. I was introduced to Hadley a few months ago oh, by cool. an OM trainer oh, cool. instructor who's totally blind. And I'm grateful that he mentioned it to me. 
in any case, I was listening to the presentation and you said something about you can get the, the uh, workshops in the audio books. Yeah. How can someone yeah. get those? You just call us. Call our 800 you just number. Just call us. Call our 800 number. Uh-huh. Some feedback there. Um, and yeah, and it, you'll get our help desk. It's, it's Anna, Carla, Katie, and Miranda, the gals at our help desk. Um, you know, they can just talk to you about something that you're, you're looking for. Maybe together you can figure out something that we have that might be helpful and they'll just send it to you. Kate. Hi, um, thank you for such a wonderful presentation. Um, I can't wait to share it with my students. I did take probably five courses at yeah, least from Hadley. And I really, really loved some of the, um, contrary to what you've been describing, to, I, I really liked some of the ongoing lessons and that kind of thing. And I wondered if you were considering offering a combination so that there is that option for those of us who really enjoyed that kind of platform for learning. Yeah, I wish we could. Right now, we just don't have the bandwidth to kind of be able to to manage both the, the courses that we we're offering in addition to the workshops that we're, we're trying to, to help folks with. I don't know if that's going to change into the future. At this point, there really hasn't been much discussion about that. Um, we ended up retiring a lot of those old courses to focus on really what we were being asked to do. So, um, so again, I don't know what the future holds, but, but there hasn't been much talk about bringing those back now. This nice gentleman is going to give us his contact information so that you can keep the dialogue going. So here we go. <laughs> Yeah, so you can find us again online at hadley.edu or just give us a call. It's 1-800-323-4238. And I'll repeat that. It's, it's 1-800-323-4238. That's our help desk. And um, again, they're happy to answer any questions, try to help in any way they can. If you want to talk to me specifically, I'm the only Mark at Hadley. So Call that number, ask for me, and they'll track me down as well. So I'm and an to... email contact if somebody wants to contact you by email? Well, the best way, again, to do that is just directly through our general email, which is just info, I-N-F-O at hadley.edu. Okay, very good. So now we're at that magical time that we need to get the closing CEU code. So I'm giving everybody a second to get whatever it is that you have to write to make this thing work. And um, so um, we are going to have our CEU code so that you can get credit for this very informative workshop. All right. I, this is a five-digit number. I will repeat it twice and only twice. Here's the first time. 26232. In a moment, I will repeat it one more time. 26232. Back to you, Carla. Thank you very much. And I want to thank you, Mark. And I want to thank you for coming. I want to thank our streamers and our hosts and everybody that's been, you know, working with us, ACB Radio. Let's give everybody a hand. And remember, you can find us. Join our organization and contact Hadley. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you all. <laughs>